0: Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria.
1: And we just celebrated our fourth birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.
0: Happy birthday. Wow, that was so beautiful. Thank you. You really did good. I know Thank sometimes you. you, you know, be hard on yourself about your vocals, but I thought. Because <laughs> they great. bad. That was really good. Um, But yes, we just celebrated our fourth birthday and I just feel good, that's all I gotta say. I feel good about where we are, how we're doing. Um, and, of course, we're thankful for everyone's support support us because it's so weird. Like, just think about the fact that people really be vibing with us like that. Y'all vibe. Like, if it's your birthday, make some noise. If it's your birthday, make some noise. <laughs> no, it's, not- it's like our lives are not perfect at all. And no. Then we t- all- <laughs> I am in Swaller right now. All but- I got to say is I live in... I'm, I'm going through a lot, but it's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want to say is I'm going through a lot. And so it's like the fact that people think that, you know, I have something to offer them or the fact that I do have something to offer some people is just like beyond me. And I'm mm-hmm. very thankful and it inspires me, both of us, to just like keep going. Exactly. It's
1: something about that name, Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, what was the song you were singing the other day? Um, when we were at the laundromat, it was a gospel song. He <laughs> was like tired, tired, oh, yeah. I've been tired, tired
1: of the way he treats me, tired. Yeah, is that gospel or just really Tyler Perry? Theme I'm like not sure. I always see it on. I always hear it on TikTok. <laughs> she was
0: tired. She was tired, but um, I'm sick
1: of all the drama. <laughs>
0: Again, same. Yeah. I'm sick of the drama too. <laughs> so, um, in addition to our birthday being yesterday, uh, today is actually National Best Friend Day. People, um, let me tell you about my best friend. It is National Best Friend Day. Um, we are best friends. If you are just new <laughs> to this podcast, yeah, like we literally are. <laughs> That's crazy. I know, and like honestly. I didn't grow up with uh like I had best friends. Um, but because we were like so young, it was like my world was kind of based around like who I had access to. And they are still like my good friends to this day. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I never was just with one person in my whole life. Like I was always with like a gang of people, mm-hmm. but I never was with just one person. So I'm like, yo, having a best friend is really lit, especially like when you go through hard times and you don't have to be embarrassed about it. Cause I'm like me and you. <laughs> Both hit rock bottom. <laughs> Yo, we be at rock bottom. You <laughs> gotta <laughs> <Kinda> like <laughs> I feel like every time I rock bottom, if I lift my hand up, like I got you to pick me up, and not just because you've been there too. So it's like, yeah, this you there. I am
1: the. It's not even a
0: rock. I'm at the bottom of. <laughs> I don't know. It's deeper than that. It's. Actually, really sad. But you know, <laughs> it's good to know, like, yo, if I am really going through it, I'ma have a friend that I can get something from, and we don't count favors over here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just it's just good to have that in life. Yep. Um, so now that I'm done bragging about my friendship, um, let's get into who our four favorite celebrity best friends would be. Um, I'm excited about this, but I did feel a lot of pressure. Um, because I'm like, there's a difference between people that you would like versus people who like you back
1: (laughs) that's very true and i'm looking at i feel like i feel like these people would i feel like these people would like me so for me i feel like um my celebrity best friends would be i said city girls but i feel like personally i probably would be closest to jt to be honest why i thought she was gonna say young miami i don't know why i feel like i feel like because jt is weird Mm -hmm. she's very strange and she is like very aware of her and also she's um she's aware of her strangers also she's a sagittarius and like sagittarius and aries are just like an unstoppable um combination but i feel like they would be like my um i feel like they would be my celebrity uh besties
0: and like you love messy Sagittarius women. That's just uh, true. I do. Like I it's, if, if so. you really look, <laughs> if you really look at like our f- friendship span, like she has been friends with so many like sassy Sag women. Um, I also, have. I feel like um, people know you as like Sabrina the Rocker chick, but they don't know like in high school. That's not the type of girls you hung out with. It's <laughs> really like not you, the type of girls you. Because I actually saw one of your old best friends on Facebook, and I'm like, yo, you always was around, uh, like a bunch of pretty girls like that was just your thing so I feel like that would be who you would have been besties with or like you would have sat with her at the lunch table you would have sat with JT in exactly. high school exactly exactly but I love both of them everybody
1: know I love both Young Miami and JT equally mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um also the next one I feel like Sweetie. like I feel like I would be um very close to her because she first of all even though her food be nasty she love to eat Yep. and that's like number one like to be my bestie like you I love like I feel like she will eat anything like literally she will she will I feel like she would eat and she like loves salt she love and I love salt a sauce a sauce yeah a sauce. no I said salt like oh, she salt. like salty
0: shit yes like, you me too feel.
1: and that is my shit like but I feel like I would be, I feel like, because I, I always feel like I have to protect her for some reason. Like, when people talk about her,
0: I'd be like, don't talk about her. Like, I'm so happy. Her. Like, nobody I know talk about sweetie. Like, I love that. For yeah, me. like, don't do that. Please don't. Um.
1: <laughs> the, th- the third one, wild card here, Guy Fieri. Now, I feel like me and Guy Fieri, <laughs> we would be, like, fur lifers. Like, I feel like we would definitely be
0: besties. Once again, he love to eat, and he will eat anything. <laughs> he also, really, he will eat anything. But he's not. the, no, the thing is actually, he won't eat anything, and yeah, that's it's why I do fuck he with don't, him. He's some, not like Andrew Zimmerman. Exactly, it's some day. things
1: that he don't like, but he is open to eat stuff. Also, I feel like he will drive anywhere. Like I feel to get like the food. exactly, and like. If I drove, like that's one of my soul, like besides, you know, drive opportunities, <laughs> but like my sole purpose is like wanting a car is so I can drive far to get food. <laughs> like, and I feel like me and him, I feel like we would have like really good conversations. I feel like he would like drop some knowledge on me. I feel like I could learn some things from him. Yeah, for I, sure. I, it's very, like, shocking. But, like, I feel like I always get... A, I, I also, I feel like, like, when I'm at work and stuff like that, I always
0: get along with white men that look like that. Same. <laughs> Same. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we be having a lot in common. We be having a lot in common. <laughs> and I feel like when I see their wife, I be so happy. I like, you know... I'm- it's just not creepy it's just not (laughs) creepy with them I actually used to work with somebody that's very similar and I like saw them recently and they're like how you doing and I'm like I I fucking love this guy exactly so
1: I feel like Godfieri like that would be like definitely for lifers um also sorry this is oh my gosh this was so big bone to me I just (laughs) thought about this I just thought about this um this vegan maple, maple bacon, maple with jerky I have downstairs, and I just like you know how people get like flashbacks, of like you know, like kissing somebody or something. I just got flashbacks. I didn't even eat the jerky yet. That's I'm sorry.
0: Ter- you but, said uh, jerky way too many times in one
1: in one podcast. I did. I'm sorry, but um, my last one it would be John Waters. Who I love. What you say? I said who him. John Waters is first of all he is one. I said one. He is one of my favorite directors. He's actually my favorite. Like, like you know how sometimes like when I do paper, i'm like in no order. John Waters is definitely at the top. He is definitely the reason why I got into film because my mom, um, showed me Serial Mom when I was a kid, and when I saw Serial Mom, so John Waters is a director. He did Serial Mom. He did um, Hairspray. Um he did um cry baby um and those are like the most known ones but um when i saw serial mom um that really introduced me to camp and i just became obsessed and then i found out it was directed by john waters okay and i had become obsessed with him so every time i write in my work i literally like not i don't want to say imitate but i am like is undeniably inspired by his work but anyway i feel like we would be um best friends because um and he's an older gay um he has a lot of knowledge and I feel like we would definitely um and I feel like we would like play pranks on each other um but yeah John Waters um that is, and that's honestly a friendship that I want so bad I oh my god yeah
0: that definitely uh I can, I'm looking at him now and I thought John <laughs> Walters was some, I mean, John Waters was somebody completely different. I thought John w- Waters was a guy who played the main character in Mad Men. So I'm happy that I'd like double check that. And now I'm, cause I'm like, that's who you would pick. But, no. um, this makes more sense. <laughs> this makes a lot <laughs> more sense. That's so funny how like we really are best friends, but sometimes I, i say stuff and you'd be like, what? Yeah, I don't be knowing, no. but that's again why I get so mad when people think we're one person. Um, there are a lot of times where some if Sabrina have said something, people will assign automatically assign me to saying it too, and I'm like, Dad never said that myself. <laughs> yeah, like she's weird. She's allowed to have a different opinion from me, but I, it's actually a huge pet peeve when people yeah. like you and Sabrina said, I'm like, we don't have one voice. Yes, <laughs> we we really don't. don't. That's so. We dumb. have two separate voices. But um, I think, Emma, I- have you seen Serial Mom? I haven't seen Serum. mom, I feel um, like but like I think it. I have seen C- *Cry Baby* though. That's yes. with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did see that movie and I really liked it too. So I can yeah. see me liking more of his stuff. I'm gonna yep. check it out. Very camp. Um yeah. uh sorry. Now I'm thinking about *Cry Baby*. That one character, um that was supposed to not be good looking, the girl. Yeah, your face. Yes, and how they casted somebody. I think the casting said we need a woman with a face only a mother can love. And she was like, absolutely. That's me. <laughs> Queen. Yeah. So it's when people know who they are. Um, Faith four for me, Rihanna, my first best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I know it's a bold thing to assume that be, that Rihanna would like me, but I feel like Rihanna likes real ass unapologetic hardworking people. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not... You know, if I don't know anything else about myself, I feel like I'm all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I just know in my heart, I'm like, I feel like she would not only really, really fuck with me, I feel like she... She's a lot of fun. I think Rihanna is probably so funny. Um, And sometimes (laughs) when I have a hard time, like, you know, dealing with the fact that I am both masculine and feminine, she's actually someone who, a woman who I look at, who's just like, listen, I can be beautiful, girly, ladylike when I want to be, but I'm also gonna switch and put my boss pants on when I need to. I just feel like she's one of those people. 100% Rihanna. She does it so well um next she Issa does. ray um because mm-hmm. i'm reading her I, I just finished uh the diaries of an awkward black girl and oh my god so much overlap in like in our lives like so much overlap from just like you know the type of guys that she ends up with and the type of situation <laughs> she ends up with oh, um gosh, just the way that she responds to certain things i'm like she is absolutely <laughs> hilarious and listening to the audiobook in her voice Makes everything even more funny. Like, because Issa Rae kind of doesn't like have an attitude ever. Um, But she did say real, like, that she wanted to body slam somebody. Um, is that not the shit that I say or think? She seems like a really cool
1: that's really sad. you would... <laughs> like, you would say something like you
0: like want to come at somebody in kneecaps or something. Yeah, and she said she wanted to roundhouse kick somebody. I'm just like, yes, this is all the things I think. Like I'm all and I, I like when people realize that I don't actually want to do it. Yes, I do. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like they understand, they understand what's happening. Um, third, Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, because she I seems- I was going to put her too. She seems like she's so cool. And I just gotta, I love a woman whose identity isn't wrapped around her relationships. Like yes. that's just everything to me. Like somebody who is the whole package and it's still like, I don't care. Like I want to wait. Like a relationship thing is not what defines me. Like that. that is actually, I hate that that's always brought up with her, but it's just important to see people living fulfilled lives, like without- partner being the center Mm -hmm. she's fashionable she has a great body she's always fit she's always on vacation her mother's diana ross like what's not to love Mm -hmm. what's not to love so definitely tracy ellis ross um and finally kalice because you're not going to tell me that that's not like my best friend already Mm -hmm. um she also really loves um food and i could see yeah she does
1: and how she moved on a
0: farm Mm -hmm. and eating um the fruits of her labor yep I, and I love that. I just love um, the black girl who isn't afraid to to do something a little bit different, and somehow still maintains this like um, coolness, like in the industry. Like no matter what, Khalees is cool. No matter mm-hmm. what, no matter who you ask, uh, she, even your faves think that Khalees is cool. And she's so, the blueprint for a lot of this stuff. She's the blueprint for a lot of this stuff. She's chill. She doesn't even, like, beg for attention. She doesn't beg for anything other than money that she's owed. And she don't even beg. You know, she, that's the only thing she asks for is the shit that she's owed. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you got to love her. She's given us so much. And she continues to just look so beautiful. Mother of three. That's, like, ugh. That's my girl. Um, Khalees, if you're listening, I, we would love to have you as a I guest. I feel
1: like she's definitely a
0: bruncher. Yeah, same. So, um, just please let us know. Um, I did really want to put Mariah Carey on here, but I'm like, you know what? I don't know if we would be f- as, you know, I feel like Mariah Carey would be getting people the fuck together. And I'm like, I don't know if she would get me together or not.
1: Yeah, like, it's some people that I want to put on over. but some people, I, some
0: people I don't want to meet, honestly. Um... Or I want to meet them as a fan. Like I'm okay being a fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to necessarily. Because that's be crazy. A I
1: really almost put Tracy Ellis Ross too.
0: <laughs> she just seems so cool. Like I feel like if you go to brunch with Tracy Ellis Ross, you're going to talk about some cool things. And I feel like she would pay. Um. <laughs> so you feel like she would pay? Yeah, I feel like she would pay. She'd, like I feel like you like you getting your wallet. She would like stop that. <laughs> she'd and like, I'm stop. I mean, I'm, maybe I just had too much audacity because I would have never took my wallet out. I was like, yeah, you can afford <laughs> <pour> it. <in." laughs> like, I was like, of course she pays. What am I supposed to? Um, yeah, I would be very entitled when I met, if I met like some people who had more money than I mean, me, I'm like, come on, come on, like, I, you're a millionaire, like, you can afford a fucking $60 Caesar salad, like, let's go, get your fucking wallet out, if I went somewhere with Beyonce, I wouldn't take my wallet out one time, I I want that one, <laughs> I would be, <laughs> all my manners would go out the window, like, no, I'm like, can you buy me some water, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Oh my God! I feel like all the time, all that I've supported Beyonce, she better buy me the no, lunch. No real, I've real supported her. Talk. I it was it has been one thing that I have supported <laughs> Beyonce. No real, real talk. Open that fucking purse. Like it's not one thing. One even when Beyonce fell down those steps, um, and everybody got the video and was laughing, in front of my whole family, I said that is not funny. Broke people should never laugh. I said, that is not funny. My family was like, "Iman, come on. It, it would be, you would laugh if it was somebody. I'm like, no, it is no, not funny. I've got must. blocked for Beyonce. I was uh, like, stop no. stop sending me in. Stop it. Stop it. And people made up pregnancy rumors. It's like, no, I, I've, I've gotten, I've gone through a lot for her. So yeah, I'm not opening <laughs> up my purse if we ever went out. Same with Tracy Ellis Ross. Like I'm keep, I'm probably, I probably watch girlfriends every <laughs> single day. Seriously. Yeah. You do. I love it. That's like the show I put on when nothing else is happening. Uh, I just I'm obsessed. But um, yeah, guys, that was our fave four for this week. Let's move on into toast for assist. So this week we're giving a toast to the calm app, okay? So the calm app actually uh decided to uh match Naomi Osaka's uh fine so you were listening last week. We mentioned that Naomi Osaka withdrew from the French Open, citing that her mental health just, you know, needed uh, a break. And mm-hmm. she, could- she didn't want to talk to the press. She didn't want to talk to the press. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, that was loud, she withdrew for her mental health and she was fine 15K. So the Calm app, and if you don't know, it's like a popular meditation and sleep app. I've used a little free trial thing and I love it so much. Um, But... The comm app said that they would give 15K to a French youth sports charity, on um, an effort to prioritize the mental health and needs of athletes. Um, and then they also said that they would be paying for other tennis play- players' fines um, in the future. Because, you know, Naomi Osaka does have an advantage in saying, like, I'm going to drop out because she... Is at the pay grade that she's at, you know, and it won't fifteen k probably ain't gonna hurt her that much. Mm-hmm. But there are some other tennis players who may be mentally like burnt out, but they feel like they can't say no because they don't have fifteen k to just throw away on fines. That was very yeah. thorough of them to do. It very really thorough. Was. Very thorough. So shouts to the calm app. Um, they really it,
1: put their money where their mouth is.
0: Like they yep. really about that,
1: and they really it's just. Just good to see.
0: Also, Nike is still um supporting Nagomi. She's they supporting her through this. They better. Period. Um. Also, toast to Prince. Uh, today is Prince's birthday. And Happy birthday! We miss you so what much. What a legend, King. What a legend. Just love all the Prince gave us. Yes, love yeah. so you so much. Wow. <laughs> so that's it for tea time. I mean, that's sorry. That's it for toast vs. I'm like that's the show for the week. Actually. Um, But we're moving into tea time. So this story is so fucking funny to me, but uh, there was a Popeye's in St. Louis, okay? And somebody <laughs> put uh, a sign on the drive-thru and the sign was shared on Facebook. This sign reads, effective June 1st, 2021. This restaurant is under new management and will reserve the right to refuse service to white people. We apologize for any inconvenience. Signed, General Manager Mason. Um, it, take, it takes me about three seconds to know that the sign is <laughs> fake. Yeah, like who? Like who would say that like you know like you would think it but who would say that and also who would say we are not going to serve white people and we apologize for any inconvenience like you know that's going to inconvenience somebody like
1: i don't know what it is like ever since like you know like the black lives matter protests and stuff like that white people have been like vandalizing and like doing stuff like that to demonize you know like black people or like I mean, mainly black people, sorry. But um, they, <laughs> I was gonna say people of color, I'm like, no. But um, they have been doing that, and I'm like, it looks like you did it. Like, we don't even talk like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they say stuff, they be like, we don't like, it be like, we don't like you, whiteies. And it's like, th- what year is this? Like, it be like, back off, whiteies and saying stuff like that and it's like we don't even talk like that it's like no
0: crackers allowed <laughs> sign black people yeah it's that's like, what it yo that's like, a, like everybody can tell this wasn't a black person who wrote this um also <laughs> the police have said 100 they've investigated it it is not anyone who works at their restaurant and it 100 wasn't general manager mason because you know it just wasn't <laughs> the general manager also read in his um article that the Popeyes was vandalized in May. Um, somebody spray painted all the menus. So I'm like, somebody's just giving this Popeyes hell for they absolutely hate they hate this location. But, but- also, like the cameras can't y'all check the cameras? They did. They checked the cameras, and that's how they knew it wasn't nobody who worked at the the Popeyes. So they have one hundred percent confirmed that you know it wasn't it wasn't that. But that doesn't stop the fact that it was shared on um Facebook two K times, and it's a bunch <laughs> of white people like sue the crap out of Popeyes. Can somebody say lawsuit? I'm happy to know that way I don't go to this pop. I'm like, first of all, y'all are going to go to Popeye's. I'll start there I'm looking at a lot of y'all pictures and y'all look like y'all live there. Um, and, <laughs> se- and second of all, like this reverse racism that some white people want so bad, it's just like, you know what? I hope it does happen. <laughs> <I> re- <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't think some white people know how bad I actually would really prefer the world to start treating y'all the same way they treat me. Like I'm not there on a no kumbaya shit where I'm just like, no one desires this. I disagree. I think some some people do deserve it because I just don't think realistically white some white people will ever understand their privilege unless they felt the same thing. Unless it's so, taken away from them. Yep. Exactly. So reverse racism is not going to look like you're not it, being served at Popeye's. Exactly, reverse or, racism is going to look like you being <clears throat> uncomfortable for your children's lives. It's going to mm-hmm. look like you being uncomfortable <clears throat> when your life is going to look like you feeling like people are constantly talking down to you. It's and not spaces. hurt feelings.
1: Like it's not somebody hurt your feelings like on Twitter. That's what they be thinking. They you think it is it's hurt feelings and it's deeper than it
0: baby way deeper like you don't have like these statistics going 100 against your success all the time like that's just not how you don't how gotta worry about work. why
1: you got turned down from my apartment mm-hmm. <laughs> or you don't gotta worry about like why you I worry about like ooh, should i say my name is sabria
0: or should i say my name is iman on the, on hello the application? Because that's, those, both our names are like high up on on the nigger list. (laughs) Undeniable. Undeniable nigger names. So it's like, if you are, once you have to worry about that, then I would love to see outrage like on, but it's just like the fact that they're going crazy about a Popeye's literally saying, we reserve the right to refuse service to white people. Like, Mm. come on, seriously. And it's also hilarious because that actually has happened to black people in this country at one point, and it's yes. just like I, I'm sure they don't care about that. That was literally the standard. Mm-hmm. It was a standard. Yeah, so, sometimes
1: some and um when our um parents was kids.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Like segregation was alive and well, and in some instances, I wish it was still around. Uh, let's yeah. <laughs> talk about um, goodies. Let's talk about some good news. My
1: goodies, not my goodies. Goodie's turned seventeen yesterday. Oh no, today, today, the eighth. Yeah, June eighth. Um, Goodie's turned seventeen. I can't yeah.
0: believe it's been that long. I know. I'm looking up the Goodie's lyrics because, like, she really was talking that shit. You may
1: think that I'm just a young girl, but I'm not just a young girl, baby. This is what What'd she say? I'm to Sexy, course. independent, gotta spend it type that's getting as though i'm not being, being too, too dramatic. dramatic
0: that's just how i gotta have it i bet you want the goodies Bet you thought about it got you got all you got hot, and hot and bothered mad because i talk about it yeah I, I like when she went real um uh hi yeah mm. like, <laughs> when she took it to the opera <laughs>
1: I'm like that, when robotic. that
0: came out, I was like, Wow, this is it! Yeah,
1: yeah me too. she
0: was like dancing with the pink hoodie. Wow, like that! I wanted the outfit so bad. Not only did I want that outfit, that pink hoodie. Um, I wanted her outfit in O, oh, where she had that striped, like, peach and navy blue, like, yes, crop Yes, 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 With yes, the cargo pants. I oh,
1: feel like, and, I think they had that at Dots. Rest in peace, Dots.
0: <laughs> um, um, it's, oh, wait, dot, uh, Dots and Fashion Book. <laughs>
1: yes, Remember Dots that? and Fashion Book. I used to stay in there, and I wanted to look like that so bad. But I'm like, first of all, Sierra was, like, she was very tall and thin, and I was definitely the opposite.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> I was a kid. So, well, see. I, I didn't let that stop me because I definitely got an Air Posto, um striped shirt just like uh, Sierra, and it was inspired by that. So her her hoodie was like peach and light blue, and mine was like this light tan and light blue. And I got it from Airpasta with some cargo pants from Gap, and I really thought I was everything with my little pot belly. Like I thought I was everything. <laughs> This is so it's funny because so when cute. I tell y'all that I was shaped just like a kid when I was a kid, but in my mind I thought I was shaped like Beyonce. <laughs> like, I really had like that super flat chest with the pot belly like just walking around. And then like you said, it was just adorable. She was 19 when that song, did what? that song. She was 19. Yep. i will be honest with you. I did think she was younger. She was 19. She was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, she looks so good. You know another um, song that just was like my summer, like anthem? Actually, two songs by Ciara. One was uh, Get Up. Uh, that song, I just feel like it yes. did not get the credit it deserved. Um, God, it was so good. So, so. Mm-hmm. Spicy, just like, Spicy hot just like hot sauce. And that hair she had I'm in that really video, like I've you. been wanting that hair my whole life. The
1: girl is- I hate it when Chameleon Air got
0: on it. I kind of—he wrote the beat. I like this real. I just hate something about him. I feel like Chameleon Air was not problematic. He didn't do nothing. He wasn't, but I
1: just—I'm
0: not gonna get into it. I'm trying. to I know to what leave. it is. I know what your issue is with Chameleon Air. It's just you have an issue with people purely based on how they look sometimes, and I think unfortunately Ooh. he just. <laughs> Please don't. Let's not take this any further. <laughs>
1: What oh. chameleon say something to me he was like come on now you
0: big bitch but um, wow i don't think he would ever say that i think if you, he heard you don't like him he'd be like i mean i'm not for everybody i think like he's pretty chill <laughs> like we ever heard anything about him i feel like he would
1: um say that He's 41 that's so scary to me he he always looked the same our whole life though he always looked old to me <laughs> i think that's why he scared me because he's like an old
0: man Damn. and i never saw the top of his head um, yeah, why because he had the head on all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at what he's doing now, and oh, wait, it says controversy, Paul Wall. Yeah, huh? It says on November 4th, 19th, 2004, Chameleonier's <laughs> younger brother, Rasak, was allegedly attacked. Okay, he looked by better, he got facial hair in his entourage in the nightclub. So, okay, Paul, Paul Wall apparently got and chameleonaire had a beef. Who knew? <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Who knew? Okay, um, he looked yeah, better, look better with facial hair. Uh, I will say. Back to Sierra? I don't know why we're talking about Camillionaire right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other Sierra song that ruled the summer for me was Body Party. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that song. Remember then, when I first got my car, you burnt me a CD with that song on there, and I would listen to it over and over again. You me CDs. Yep. That's crazy because my first, first of all, Apple Music and stuff, streaming music wasn't the way it is now. Also, my car did not have the the USB joint or Bluetooth. It didn't have it. Damn
1: bad. But it rolled. It got us point point A to point B. I said point point point. But um, yeah, I love. Oh, a memory with um goodies when well, we was in um my everybody. Well, not everybody know, but my a friend of the show um drum <laughs> um we being both like sierra and i remember in our science class he did the like dance like my goodies not my goodies <laughs> and i remember that used to like
0: send me like I, <laughs> like I used to be cracking the fuck up oh my goodness i can totally see um drum doing that <laughs> like that like if he wanted me to laugh that's all he had to do Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I, I've decided to check in on P.D. Pablo because he was also <laughs> featured in Goodies. he Well, on September 11th, uh, P.D. Pablo was arrested um, at the airport after trying to carry a stolen 9 millimeter semi-automatic pistol aboard a U.S. Airways flight bound for Los Angeles. On September 2006, he was sentenced to 35-month in prison and entered incarceration. Damn. Oh, he. I think he came out. He was released July, 2014, but okay. No, he was actually released in March, 2014. Also right after uh, being arrested, he was in Empire for a little bit. So it looks like he tried, you know, got a little bit of work, but I am just like, why a nine millimeter semi-automatic in an airport? I feel like when people do get caught up in the airport, I'd be very confused because I feel like it's no place on earth with tighter security. I have no... Why do people play with the airport? I have no
1: idea. I don't like that. Like, just stop playing. I have no airport. idea. What do you need? Like, who? He like he James Bond or something. Like, he was like on a like spy mission, and his like shooters was
0: coming here. Like, who? Like, come on now. And if you want, if you gonna be carrying it like that, you need to drive, call cross country. You don't need to be in the, the airport if you feel like you can't go nowhere safely without a nine millimeter stolen gun. Like, come on, bro. It just don't be making sense, but hey, glad he's out of prison and everything's going better. Um,
1: good for him.
0: Uh Tina Snow
1: has awakened. I'm so happy because Tina Snow is my favorite.
0: I'm really excited for Tina Snow too. That album was so that it was so fucking good. Um. But I am, I'm just happy that Megan took her little hiatus and her time to recharge. Like I was so satisfied with kind of not seeing her recently, just knowing that she was like enjoying her life, mm-hmm. enjoying her man, hopefully just getting some rest and, and not being stress-free.
1: Never mind, I'm going to say it later. But um, off the mic because I'm being professional. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, her, um, first of all, the girl could do a promo, okay? Like mm-hmm. her promos don't miss. Also, like I love when she goes when she leans into that seventies era like type um flow because it just like fits her. It does. Like I love her, and I will forever be mad that the the um the video for Fever. I mean not Fever. Um the video. Yeah. What's
0: real, it, think, real, real, real. Yeah. yeah. i mm-hmm. I will
1: be forever mad that that was not released. Like. <sighs> Anyway, that's what's happening. I don't explained. get
0: it. Like, I just don't get it. it now you're seems-
1: starting to piss me off. <laughs> but um, besides that,
0: um, I'm so happy. I really think she's going to eat. I really think she's going to eat. I'm very excited. My thing is, though, Megan always eats, even though these last two projects, mm-hmm. honestly, like, I have liked what I've liked from them, but it hasn't been a listen fully all the way back to back. Like, when yeah, Fever yeah, came out... It was like back to back, you know. watch listening to everything. Tina Snow, same thing. Yep, yep, um, yep. I listened to a few things from like her her first mixtape, but the production and stuff in like Tina Snow and Fever just was like so oh, I good. Loved it. You Tina know, Tina
1: Snow, please. <sighs> I probably wouldn't have went to work if it wasn't for that. Um, because I used to listen to that. When I tell
0: y'all, I used to listen to it every day, like six in the morning on my way to work child please. Man like I'm just happy to hear that she's coming back because like you said that flow really does fit her and also like that's the thing that turned me on about Megan Thee is the fact that she was spitting so aggressively. Yeah and, and she sounded so... like a pimp.
1: She, like, sound, she like
0: really sound like a pen. Like, you could just, like,
1: where's my money? Like, you hear it in the voice, like, and I just love that. I love that. I love you can't
0: that. even think the shit she say unless you live it that life in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, her whole life is, her whole thing is just like, I know I'm the shit and you ain't gonna tell me no different. Like, I, the power that that has when, like, women know that they are the shit. Like, I know my ass is fat. I know my skin is nice. I know my stomach is flat. And because of that... I'm going to run a lot of these niggas. Like, I'm going to run them. It's just like there's some joy in it. Like, you just have to appreciate that.
1: Exactly. Also, like, I forgot I, I forgot how she said it, but she said something about, like, eating a Caesar salad with your sugar daddy or something like that. And I just was like, oh, I love
0: it. I do. Yeah, I, I do. I love it all. And just freak nasty. Like, she was real nasty. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That is one of my favorite songs. I'm running through your nigga house like the Tomb Raider. That was, oh my gosh. You got to pass right. around, nigga. He a hot potato. That's what's right wrong with me. I gotta eat it get out. That's your ultimatum. I used to be listening to that at six in the morning. I remember <laughs> I put that song on, on the way to a Christmas party, by the way. And that mm-hmm. was my first time, my friend's first time hearing, my friend the first time hearing Megan Stallion. Soon as she heard that, she's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, hey. she was like, wait a minute, who is this? Like who is it? And I'm like, yeah, this is she's. Like, oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, I need, I need this. So I'm like, that's that's how Megan was coming. So yes, Tina Snow come. Tina Snow was coming in the summer. We love to see it. Mm. We love to see yeah. it. Um, so let's. I just hate that this story had like is on the outline all of a sudden. Like sometimes stories be seeming like such a great idea until um it's time to it's talk about It's probably because we them. had
1: like two positives and this is just like dragging it down.
0: Boy, oh boy are things uh, about to get dragged down. If, if, my whole thing is if your mental health is not good right now, this is the part where you just...
1: But also, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the picture in my head,
0: the mugshot. <sighs> okay. So, former Nickelodeon star Drake Bell is charged with attempted child endangerment. Yep, that Drake from Drake and Josh. Okay. Okay. So Nickelodeon star, I'm just going to read this because like, I feel like I've read this so many times and I still don't know what happened. Yeah. It's so much. I've read it different ways too. I Still. different articles different ways and I still don't understand what happened but I believe he did it you know <laughs> so it says former Nickelodeon star and singer Drake Bell is facing multiple charges in Ohio after prosecutors alleged that he violated his duty of care with a 14 year old girl who had come to his concert in 2017 Bell who is referred to in court documents by his legal name Jared is facing charges oh, for oh that's attempted- so scary <laughs> yep Jared, something with that name I'm not gonna you know photos of um charges of attempted endangering of child and disseminating material harmful materials to juveniles in relation to an incident in ohio 2017 but what's freaking me out is didn't he go to like mexico to like do something with children yeah he went to so i read
1: that he um he went to mexico to i think to become a music teacher
0: I'm like still trying to find that part because I remember you said something about that, but. It's Which is even TN...
1: more sketchy. And the thing is, I, I just read that one thing and I believe it. I'm sorry. Like, I know we we fact checkers here, but I know he did it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? That's how I feel. Like, what are you doing? Sorry. I got
1: so scared. I type. Yeah. It said Drake Bell moved to Mexico, changed his name. You. He... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> People asked, you know, on Google, say people also asked. Somebody asked, "What's with Drake Bell in Mexico?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. Um, but yeah, like so, it's just like you gotta watch people who do things like that. Like, let me change my name and just go to Mexico. Oh my people, gosh! So I'm people sorry. People have there, a good heart. There's even more. What? So
1: he, um, he moved to Mexico, and I think November, and he started
0: tweeting only in Spanish. What? Oh, my God. I just, I'm sorry. That's just so weird to me. Now's the time for me to admit that I never understood why Drake was a ladies' man on the Same. show. Same. I, I did was, not, so I didn't looks, really like him. When he was a kid, he looked 57 years old. And yeah. as I was in high school watching Drake and Josh, like, why is he, like, always making out with people? Like, why is that <laughs> acceptable that he's always doing it? Like, Josh was... The, the cuter and cooler one. I'm sorry.
1: He was. He he definitely was. I did not like him. I thought he was just like... He was like whiny and he always a cold.
0: Yeah, he just... um. It was given Jackson from Hannah Montana... Like, remember Jackson was like 30-something years old playing in high school? Yeah. Boys? I would never understand that casting situation. Like, why did they have to have him? Like, he was not even that impactful as Jackson. Like, he could have been replaced by anybody. Like, that... Things like that keep me overnight? Like, why him <laughs> why him? Like, was he somebody because nephew? He was white and was, he, you has... know, he had to be semi-nephew though, because I'm like, was it's even it's such a large talent pool of white men, and y'all still I chose think him. It's because
1: he had that look. When we was younger, white boys had that type of look, and they was
0: they was had it made. Yeah, what you mean? Like bean beans from even Stevens? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: Iran, that's how he looked to us, but to white people, he looked like heartthrob. He had the... He no way. had no. a little waist. Little, he had a little waist, the, um, no the pants, way. long legs, and the no mushroom. Way. No way. But I feel like that's from a white perspective. Oh my God, this picture, I'm looking at him. You said he had it. the
0: mushrooms. <laughs> 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 so he had the mushroom. Like, what is sexy about a mushroom haircut on a man? No, I feel like, from, like, from a white people perspective, I feel like back in the day, men who look like they smelled like wet flip flops were in. <laughs> yeah, like back then, it was like, this is. like, Well, he looks like shit. But um... again, I got a lot of questions about why he was kissed. I'm looking then. at
1: this picture of him when he was a kid and like. His, his pants look damp. <laughs>
0: D- dampness. I feel like a his lot. His mushroom
1: is uneven. Yo, Josh was so. That is. I'm sorry. I hate talking about phobia but like that is definitely 100 phobia because I'm looking at a picture of Drake and Josh right now it's together, and Josh is undeniably way more like better, way better, more better looking than him. Whatever yeah for sure way better even at when he was big he was cute he right he had the he got the sparkle in his eye he got the dark thick hair Yep, he had dark thick hair the light eyes he just looks so much better and he looks way better now you know who I always thought, you know what um... fatties will always come props. <laughs> we always win let it be known
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> my god <laughs> um you know who Josh kind of remind me of uh the, the guy who played justin on wizards of waverly place like they have the same yeah they, they the same type at this of person
1: well i gotta see this other picture he looked like josh looks way better like he definitely got a sparkle in his eye i agree with that he got the twinkle in his eye mm-hmm. and the other one had hey, he looked like he'd be like you'd be like no i don't want it like it seemed like you like it seemed like he like you like you make out with him, then you be like, "Wait, I regret this." And he be like, "You're having
0: fun?" You be like, <laughs> "Why are you caressing my hand?" Like people who okay, I don't actually want to explain. Never mind, it. right, I'm not fine. gonna get yeah, it. Sorry, it's, right, it's okay. I don't want to explain. It. I can talk to you about it off the mic because yeah. um, it's not gonna make sense. And, it's and just it looks so, like he he pees on himself. But again, we can talk about it more off the mic. Mm-hmm. We definitely can talk about it more off the mic. Um, so, uh, that was actually it. We're going to end T-Time. <laughs> We're going to let you guys decide. <laughs> <Not that. laughs> We're going to leave you with that thought for the week. Uh, Yeah, just go from there, wherever you can go. Um, Next up is going to be the sunken place. Um, and I'm honestly, I can't wait to talk about this because I told you guys that I've been listening to... um. Diarrhea of Aqua Black Girl, and Issa Rae was just talking about the worst types of coworkers, you know, the lazy person, the um, tattletale slash suck up, and the know-it-all. And out of all those people, like, I think the lazy person and the know-it-all really get under my skin the most. Mm, But the lazy person, I'm just like, I do kind of understand them not giving a fuck about the job. And I'm just like, well, what are you going to do? Like, you know, some people just don't care about a job and I'm not about to be kissing their ass to make them care. I'm going to work around them. So Mm -hmm. even a lazy person, I'm just like, whatever, they... I don't, they don't the need only
1: this. the uh, the thing is, I have a new perspective on the lazy person because, like, going forward, I guess, like, since my last position, any job I'll do, I'll be a manager. Mm-hmm. So the for my experience for being an assistant manager, like the lazy person, I can see it dragging the um the team down, and also be that being my job to correct them. Because before, I would just be like, whatever, like walking around, yeah. but yeah. having to correct them is like, oh my god, and say.
0: Yeah, it's big, especially when they let down the team. Like let when when things are happening, team. When they let down the team, I don't. The thing is, I still do hate the lazy person. Oh yeah, I, for sure. But yeah. if you had to pick, lazy or know it all, um, know-it-all. honestly, I can't deal with the know it all. I can do. I can, yeah. I would really rather you me just be able to block you out as a lazy person than for you to constantly. Because the thing about a know it all. They got to constantly tell you about how you're doing shit because they think mm-hmm. that they're just like the only person with a brain. So, yes, like, yes, that's yes, the thing yes. I can't deal with the know-it-all with. And also, sometimes I just like, yo, why do you care? You know what about the know-it-all? They're either younger
1: than you or older. Oh, and it's never, it's your never age. in between. It's, yep. They're never your age. They're either younger or they're older than you. And they're younger and they think they know everything but you have more experience than them and they're older but things have changed so the yeah. old way is out so it's just like you can't win with them you can't you win, can't because win. They're with either with is there never
0: isn't they're never around your age you can't win with the know it all and also like A lot of times in different, like, you know, jobs I've been in, the know-it-all be the same person at the entry-level job for the last 22 years. So it was like, Mm -hmm. you knowing it all has gotten you where? It's Mm -hmm. like, you know everything except for how to shut the fuck up. So it's like, why don't you know that? (laughs) That's what I be wondering. Like, how do you know everything except for how to not be annoying? Why don't you go study that? Since you like to know like learn stuff so bad. Like go ahead (laughs) and learn how to shut the fuck up. Because that's what I'll be thinking to myself. Like, I don't want to hear you constantly talking about but I don't care. And I think like, okay, so my first job there was this person who was so bitter, and I'm not going to lie, the only time a know-it-all come in handy is when you really don't know how to do something, because you know they are going to be happy as shit to tell you. So happy. You know they are going to be like, ha, well, that's a loaded <laughs> question. Uh, <laughs> back in about 10 years ago, I'm like, just give me the answer, right? Just give me what I need to know so I can go do my job. But anyway, there was someone who was a huge know-it-all, um, and despite never getting a promotion and being bitter about that, it did not stop them from knowing everything um and i remember when i got my first promotion this person was so mad about it and i'm because they knew more than me but i got the promotion it's like you know more than me but you're not more likable than me and that's where you fucked up sometimes like like to be to, to make it in the world not only do you have to be knowledgeable most times because some people have privilege that'll have them bypass this rule mm-hmm. you have to be knowledgeable and you have to be likable and, and also another so. thing you have to be teachable that's what mm-hmm. they fail to
1: realize if you think if you go around you think you know everything some people higher up will be like oh i'll show you like some people like like people in jobs people like people that are willing to learn yes so that's so true if, if you show that you're not teachable then it's like well
0: what the fuck you know you going to do exactly you're not teachable and also like i don't mean to be funny but real bosses don't do everything you know what i mean like it's sometimes true. my attitude just be like all right why am i gonna go spend my time learning something that isn't my job that I don't need to know. Why am I going to go super deep with this subject when all I need to know is X amount to get me by? Mm -hmm. Um, I spend all my time learning shit that isn't even my job. Like, real leaders know how to do the things that you can't just like learn from a book or you can't just study. Like, they know how to manage people. They know how to motivate people and make Mm -hmm. people feel well. They know when somebody doesn't know anything, the best way to get them to learn isn't to preach for yourself but to actually be like oh well if I were this person how would I like it explained to me like what's the best way for them to receive it so it's like being a know-it-all is not only annoying it's useless like you don't even it's motivate so, people
1: it's so useless yeah because and also people people sometimes like higher ups will ask like you know who do you consider for you know xyz like this position or something like that or like who you know um like not necessarily like um saying like oh who's your favorite but kind of um like uh, saying it but not saying it and that's what the note all like fails to realize like you have to not saying be a ass a kiss ass but like um it really pays to be you know a favorite yeah it they really don't do. be the favorite because also why would I want to promote
0: you if you think you know more than me and I'm yeah. your manager. Or why would I, again, why would I want to promote you if you know everything about where the sticky notes are ordered and their serial number and what sticky notes have the best adhesives, like Mm -hmm. good, you know, all that, but now, you know, we got to onboard people, Mm -hmm. you got to manage temperaments, you know, that's a huge part of management It's like people. People like adults are like children and you really have to like deal with attitudes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So it's like, why would the most important thing be, you know, and everything? I don't know.
1: Exactly. And also like, you need to know like how to like, you need to have, um, a certain amount of common sense and a certain amount of technical. Again, like how to, you know, move people forward. Also be able to read the room read um body language and um because what all this what the hell is sticky notes and stuff going to do when we have to um talk about like you said onboarding and talk about the numbers and how to increase our numbers in our company how to um you know get um our brand out there um how to increase our followers like if we do social media and stuff like that how are you knowing how the stuff about you know humans the, the office like you know you need to be because they know it all also they're obsessed with not seeing a human they are obsessed with yep. being like the job is my life and i you want to ask me something what do i love the most this job
0: what do i this job this job and it's just like we can see through that yeah we can see through that and also um I don't think the know-it-all is doing everything for the job as much as they're doing shit for themselves too exactly like they're doing things to be like oh you're so smart look how you figured that Mm -hmm. out and it's like it's so self-centered um Mm -hmm. and that's why it's always funny that that person is like confused when they didn't like get a promotion or something like that it's like yeah, because everything you've done has not come from a place of authenticity. It's always come from showing off. Yeah, you don't care about the team. No, you don't care about the team at all. So, um, that. My goal is that somebody listening is a know it all. And by the time the common sense is ended, they are rethinking their ways. Because, like, being, I just, I feel like that's probably my number one pet peeve these days. Also, because um, being smart is important to me, but my whole identity isn't wrapped around it because I know I am both smart and a bimbo at the same time. So I'm like, I can I can empathize with people who like have those dumb moments. But I also feel like you know I I have figured I can figure out things and I've been told I'm smart and everything else. I just don't like uh, people who feel like and if if I don't sh- immediately start flexing my brain muscle that I'm stupid because I'm like then that's going to make me start doing something where I make you look like a dumbass whenever I can. <laughs> um, quick, sh- real real quick story. This reminded me of it. I told like Karina earlier when I was running for president in high school, um, I was running against this boy who thought he was better than me because he, um, was smart <laughs> oh, yeah. and he put on Facebook, like make the smart decision and pretty much elect somebody smart. Um, and a lot of people assume that when you, when you're happy and go lucky and fun that you aren't smart. Um, and they don't like to think to themselves that, am I don't have any friends because I'm born, not because I'm you know, <laughs> smart. It has nothing to do with your intelligence. You just don't have a personality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so when that person wrote that on Facebook, I like kindly went under their status and reminded them that I'm the one who helped them to balance an equation in chemistry because people <laughs> be forgetting. So that's the type of thing I do when somebody try to flex that know-it-all shit on me. It's like, please remember that I do have the range. I can be you, but you can't be me. That's it. Period. That's it. So don't make me jump in that bag where I start seeing shit like that. Please.
1: It's that simple. Period. So let's get into ah. common sense-, sense. I said, let's get into common sense. Common sense, sis. So
0: shouts to the, um, shouts to the listener letters that we've been getting recently. Um, they have been great. Keep them coming guys. Keep them coming. Remember, message us, email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. Uh, if you don't want to email us, if it's just easier for you to hit us up on the socials, hit us up, be okay. Girl Brunch on Twitter, DM us, um, or hit us up on Instagram. DM us. Just say your ideas. Cause we, we fucking love this. Like we really do. Yes. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. Yeah. So this person did not mention if they wanted um, us to say their name. So we won't let's call you Tess. That's a good one. Thank Thank you. you? Thank you. Tess. (laughs) Um, So Tess says, hi, Iman and Sabria. I love your podcast and the perspective that you bring to everything y'all talk about. I was wondering if you could discuss how to stay motivated in your career goals or creative goals, especially when they are something that that takes many years to achieve or when there are obstacles that pop up. I feel like I rarely stick to my goals because if I don't see immediate results, I get bothered or frustrated and move on to something else. Thanks so much. Tess. Um, Tess, thank you so much for writing us and for you know the compliment about Sabrina. We appreciate that a lot. Yes,
1: thank you so much.
0: Um, so we thought that this was really, really great to talk about because like first we were like, Are we even equipped to have this conversation? Like, we do the same thing. Like both of Shh. us have goals that we've been chasing for the last 10 years, but you know, <laughs> it's just about timing and you know work and just being going through life and stuff like that. So, you know, we do that. We do that a lot. But also I feel like through weather and the storms, we both have realized that, you know, it's okay when you fall off from goals and you can always come back. And the important thing is that you just keep working on it. Exactly. And
1: sometimes things take time because you don't have, you're not seasoned enough. Yeah. Like you may think you are, but you're not. Cause like for me, I know with like my writing and stuff like that, yeah, the stuff I was writing was good, like, you know, in college and stuff. But like, now that I've actually because I never actually lived. Like I didn't like, I just, um, you know, basically went to school and stuff like that. And now I look back. I mean, I did. I did live and I look back and some I see some things as a story. So sometimes you have to just like, you
0: have to live a, a little bit more depending on what you want to do. No, seriously, that though, that's so true. And again, bringing it back to Issa Rae, uh, she was talking about how when she just went through her rock bottom at a time and she was like living in New York City and um, she just was like, I don't have any friends. I don't have any money. I don't have this. I don't have that. And because she hit that rock bottom, she realized, you know, I'm maybe I'm not a weird person. Maybe I'm just awkward. And she said kind of realizing that she was awkward was probably the equivalent to someone who h- had trouble reading, learning that they were dyslexic. Like once you can name what you are, you can like, you know, work around it. It's Mm -hmm. just like some pride to come with it. And all these ideas came about like, oh, I can put on t-shirts. Like I'm an awkward black girl. Like it's got to be other awkward black girls. Like I've seen them, but she was so broke at that time. She's like, I just kind of have to put like a pen in this goal and come back to it. Mm -hmm. And that ended up being the goal that like launched her career. So it was like one, that idea came from adversity. She couldn't have wrote that story when she was 18 she had to write it when she was in her late 20s suffering in New York. And the suffering led to the, you know, to the resolution. And then two, it wasn't the right time, even though the idea was good. So she, you just have to have enough discipline to say, all right, let me make a notepad of my goals and I'll keep trying. I'm going to circulate, keep trying these goals and figure it out. Mm -hmm. But The whole point is, you know, we came to the point of like, maybe we can talk about this because the whole point is that, you know, your goal and your paths in life just aren't linear. And we, the more conversations about that, the better off for everybody. Mm -hmm. So let's get into motivation um, first. Like, how do we get motivated to even start goals, our dreams, career goals? Like, what's where the motivation start? Um
1: like you were saying earlier um what we were both saying earlier and um it's really like the um the company you keep like the people like if you aren't around people that aren't motivating you I feel like that's a problem luckily for us we are always surrounded by people that are doing things and that are very motivational so for me that helps me a lot being around people that are very motivational also like for me watching videos on stuff that i want to do and stuff like that it kind of gives me an idea um and also um this is so corny but just like not being satisfied with where i'm at yeah
0: um yeah because when sure. i say
1: i went like with the job apps i was like um what the Chief you, you say i'm a gorilla in the in the fucking zoo like that's how mm-hmm. i felt i just yeah. went I went apeshit applying Wait, yeah. places, and I felt like because I just don't like where I'm at, and I'm like I I could do a little something, something. So, um, I feel like just discomfort.
0: Yeah, no, that motivates is. me, especially when you gotta live through that shit every single day. Every <laughs> day, again, every day. Like, Tired. <laughs> um, no, I d- definitely agree. Like, company is the number one. Thing for me, like your friends, your circle, everybody who you date, who you tell your goals to. I think that to me is probably the number one driver. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm at a space in my life now where I have never been surrounded by people who have motivated me more. Yeah, like yeah, I, it's yeah. just it's it's insane. Like sometimes, um, I'll like go on Instagram and I'll see you at the gym, then Jarrell at the gym, then excuse me my girlfriend q at at the gym then tori at the gym and then i'll go on the explore page and i'll see like people at the gym and then it's just like okay cool let me head up and go to the gym because it seems like i'm the only one who haven't gone there today you see sean in the gym i'm like i need to get up and go like all my friends are at the gym um and it's not just about following it's just like if they get they fit it into their day they've motivated me to figure out how i'm going to do it fit it in my day Mm -hmm. and that also goes for like mutuals too Like your Twitter friends and stuff like that, your your friends that you make on Instagram, like just follow all these positive people because Yep, because I have a
1: friend I have a friend now that we start following each other on Twitter. You follow each other on Instagram, we are now doing daily check-ins.
0: Oh that's so nice. And I also like um I saw at the beginning of the pandemic, um, shout out to Jamila and Jamise. I saw that they both shared that they have started like stretching and meditating in the mornings during the pandemic, and I was doing it too. But when I saw them say that they were doing it it was really helping. It just made me remember, like sometimes when I meditate now, and I'm like, see these friends do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just really, really motivational to have like good people in your life, um, even if it's just digitally. Uh, For me, also, like um, I avoid distractions. Like I can, I, I, I can't be around um, social settings and things like that that distract me if I'm trying to focus on a dream or a goal. Mm-hmm. The only thing about that is I do wonder how sustainable it is because it's like, all right, with this, with my fitness, like I started a new job, we're trying to do stuff for Black or Brunch mm-hmm. right now. Sometimes I feel like, okay, how long can I avoid like my family? Like <laughs> how long can I just stay isolated in my apartment all day and all night, not really talking to anybody? I mean, I've been trying to break it up by just going out for walks. Um, doing things on the weekend. But when I say in the week, most of my day is spent in one spot. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I feel good, but I also feel like, damn, like I'm not even living because I'm trying to make my goals come through. But I'm also like, what am I gonna do if I'm not working to get the means to live life? Yeah. So it's like this big circle all the time, but it definitely um, I think you have to buckle down and eliminate all distractions to make things, to make things work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, reduce barriers. Like I avoid stress by all means because like it's very hard to be creative and to do things the right way when you're acting out of a place of like stress. Like sometimes you can't help it. Like sometimes you can't help it, but sometimes you can like, I think that sometimes, myself included, not a lot lot of people take credit for the things in their life, stressing them out. Like you can cut that off, you know, especially if it's somebody you like to have a little relationship with. No, that's supposed to be that man or that woman, that person supposed to be your piece. Mm -hmm. So if they aren't your piece, it is up to you to remove them from your life and your life. If you value your goals over, you know, being stressed out, you got to remove that so you can focus. Mm hmm. A lot of people think that I'm very strict for that. Um, but I'm like, <laughs> fine. Um, I, I want to strictly live my dreams as well. Yeah, so. no, it's
1: very true. That's very true. Also, like I had started, because um, like I recently have just had like really... Bad anxiety, like like I mean, guess because everything was going on. But like, <laughs> when I wake up, like I felt I feel like very anxious. So like, um, you know, I know Iman has started going to the gym to help with anxiety, and it has like before I just felt like way too weak to go. But now I'm at a point where I'm definitely I can pinpoint it, and I know what's going on, so I fight through it, and I've been going to the gym, and after I leave the gym. I feel like very refreshed and
0: I don't feel anxious. Yeah, and man, once you start like working out, something that you feel like cures your anxiety. It's like this it's like this um cycle. It's like I go to the gym so that my mental health can be better. And when my mental health is better, I am more motivated. And when I'm motivated, I get my goals. So I have to keep going to the gym to keep having all those things happen. Yeah. cause I, One I, thing I, take I, out of the cycle and then it's just like you, you get, you're fucked again. And I'm so afraid of going back to where I was before I was like, I would say as early, like in January, February, I wasn't even doing good mentally. So it's like, like I'm so, it's so fresh in my mind and I'm so afraid to go back. That's why I'm like, I don't want to stop having healthy habits because everything will fall apart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and I, I didn't go to the. i didn't get to go to the gym today but i went sunday and i went monday and i keep on reminding myself i'm like i went sunday i went monday it's fine like it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine um because i really
0: wanted to go today but i did not make time that was my fault it, but it's um, listen though no, you need a break too and also yeah just coming from a place of us not going this has been a huge change in our life us not heading to the gym uh because of weight I think that was like the number one thing for most mm-hmm. of my life. I mean, it's also it's nice to have your body goals and to feel good, look good, but I can one hundred percent say that I I've always I always like my body every week. And also, this is this ain't that. Like, this is about my mental health. This is about me staying grounded and not completely falling apart. And you're say like you know fitness uh, isn't like, you don't have the ability or it's just not that thing that motivates you right now. Like it don't have to be a hit workout. Like sometimes it could just be a walk. Sometimes it could just be a stretch. Um, or maybe it's not necessarily physical fitness for you. Maybe it's journaling, but find a way to reduce stress in your life so that you can stay motivated. Cause stress is the number one reason that I'm not motivated half the Mm -hmm. time. Same, same over here. And we uh, also wanted to talk about like normalizing having ideas and just not executing them because I used to feel so bad. Like if I mentioned to you like, oh, man, I want to write um, a theater play about, you know, ants. Like, you know, I'm just so, I feel like that's such a great idea. And then two days later, I just don't feel like it's a good idea anymore. I start feeling like, damn, see, people going to start thinking that I'm just so idealistic and I never want to get anything done, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, first of all, everyone does it. Everyone has ideas, they everyone get excited does. and then it fades away because that's how the human mind works. Um. Two, if the idea faded away, sometimes all that means is that you really thought about it well and you realize that. It was just a thought. It wasn't necessarily like an idea. Also,
1: It's good to think about other things other than like, you know, like what's, you know, who got shot on the news and stuff like yeah. that. It's good to like have your brain um like the, the gears do rolling. In imagination. Your brain. Like exactly I feel like adults can't have an imagination. That's what it really is. It's like imagination. And I feel like you might feel guilty because you're like, oh, I'm too old too um to have like to be like this. But No, it's, it's good. It's very good. And I feel like it's definitely healthy to have thoughts. And even if they don't get executed and also like may like, again, like I said earlier, it might not be the time to execute them.
0: Exactly like um and sometimes too that's how you know when an idea is good. When you've had all these ideas and they go away, but you got this one idea and it stick and you can't stop thinking about it. Like um Black or Brunch is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Um when we were ever since we were in high school, I think we mentioned it before. We did a web show, it was terrible. Um I'm so happy that computer <laughs> no longer turns on because that means I'll never have to see that video again. Oh wait, mm-hmm. I'm lying. I think I uploaded it to Facebook. Okay, whatever. I'm going to go find a way to make that private um, as soon as possible. But um, we tried to do like a web series because this was during the time where iCarly was really big. Um, it was really awkward. We were 16, 17 years old. It sucked um, In short. And then we thought about doing like um youtube series because it was always like yo i really want to do something with my best friend but we don't know the best way to execute and then finally in four years ago when podcasts were starting to become something that was just as easy to create as like um uh web show, that's when we started doing it. And it was like crazy because it was right on time. Timeliness of podcasts was starting to pick up. It made sense and we were actually not bad at it from the beginning. So it was like it's not that you need to to abandon the idea. Sometimes you just have to recognize like, oh, it's not the right time. Exactly. Exactly. And we
1: also you might not be you might want to do something And you might not be comfortable with it. You can either A, get comfortable with it or B, find something else to do. And we just found something else to do because we both weren't comfortable at first. And it's crazy because now I feel like we are more comfortable uh, and we can talk on camera.
0: Yeah, ain't that funny how like just by doing the one thing we ended up being good at the thing we thought we weren't good at? Like mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's definitely about like just not giving up and keep revisiting and realizing like what can I learn from this? Like what did I learn in the meantime
1: exactly. when shit
0: wasn't working? Because mm-hmm. that means you didn't fail for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of ideas that I just keep revisiting and I'm just like, I'm so much easier on myself now because i'm like oh i'm just revisiting this idea that's a good thing versus um the ideas that have come and gone but have 100 they were practiced like all those ideas and brainstorming and energy it wasn't wasted it was like practice like you just kind of have to look at it like that like it's never a waste of time when you're being creative
1: also um i know like i do this but like as a society we need to stop looking at things as like it's homework like you have a due date for like your ideas that you've never like say I like I know we all have it like there might be an idea that you have that you've never told me and vice versa like for something and like mentally you're giving yourself homework and you're mentally giving yourself a due date when it's like the idea isn't even like realized it's not even like realized I haven't spoke on it I don't even know if I really want to do it why am I assigning myself um homework so I feel like things get a little bit easier when you stop assigning yourself homework.
0: Yeah, and and also like nobody knows, like nobody knows what your nobody goals are, your dreams knows. are. Um, like you said, there's no project manager like being like, hey, like when are you gonna <laughs> get that outline in that you said you were gonna create? You exactly. know, exactly. Just so relax. Roll with it, roll with it, because it's not many of us who just sit around with uh, a crazy amount of money in the perfect space that isn't you know distracting, with no full time job or responsibilities, and have the time just to create. So it's like if. If you aren't creating, you have to be real with yourself about, like, what is going on, like, in your life that could potentially be distracting you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, go at your own pace. Also, we are in this era of, oh, if you ain't 30, if you're 30 under 30, you know, if you ain't a millionaire by the time you're 22, then you might as well, you know, kiss those dreams goodbye. (laughs) But. You actually would be shocked to realize how many people, especially really the really talented people, um, make it when they're a little bit older. Also, like keep doing what you're doing because people are dependent on folks exactly. On so, folks what are you to not be just young and making it
1: exactly? And you don't know, like you you'll never know if you don't try because exactly. there's plenty of time. And also, like again, I'm talking to myself same you know, this too because like sometimes i will be like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I should just give up, like stuff like that. And it's like you
0: just never know. Yeah. And like with the instant gratification thing, because I can understand like it is hard to uh, like keep working and keep grinding when the you don't actually know if you will get gratification, mm-hmm. let alone if it'll be, you know, in the future or not. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing with when you're being a creative, like you, you have all these positive thoughts and you're planning and you're doing all the things right. But for reasons out of your control, you really could never make it. And I say that to myself every day. Like, do you understand that you're chasing this dream going full on? You could literally just not make it one day and you got to be okay with saying all right it's worth the try fuck it it's life like why not give it a go Mm -hmm. you know why play it safe um but with instant gratification it just that you almost got to be prepared with that never happening like you're not going to get instant gratification for anything i don't care if you're working on your body if you're working through college if you're working on your career um whatever you are working on that's really big um the gratification isn't going to be instant but that doesn't mean you can't find gratification in the small things exactly. like set milestones for yourself um and that milestone could be i'm about to start a a little company or a content creating page when i get my first 50 followers i'm going to do this or i'm going to do that it doesn't have to be like you don't have to measure your success by um, the standards of like whatever magazine. You know, you have to just set your own milestones because when you see yourself growing, that does become instant gratification. Because mm-hmm. it's like technically, you know, like a brunch, we don't get consistent revenue, not, you know, not consistently at this point. Um, But I'm like the gratification right now just isn't that like the gratification is we have people saying that we helped them through the pandemic that's exactly. gratification if you you just got to open your eyes to the small things that's ha- that are happening it's around definitely you
1: given authentic like we definitely are authentic
0: and that's i feel like that's the um like everybody can't say that exactly and it's like what sorry. you said earlier <laughs> i'm sorry um it's actually <laughs> like what you said earlier like you have to celebrate um your achievements big and small Mm. uh and just kind of get used to things goals are hard like goals are hard Mm. um there are so many unexpected obstacles like even corporations have goals that they don't complete people with millions of dollars and a bunch of people surrounding them like they just sometimes they don't complete the goals and i think once you stop looking at not completing goals as a, a personal fail and more of a, just a logistical like flop. Then it becomes easier to be like, all right, I'm gonna get back, get back on it. I'm playing this game by myself anyway. Don't nobody really know what I'm capable of, what mm-hmm. I'm working on. And just, just keep going. Like, I don't even know what you're creating, but just keep going. <laughs> keep on trucking. Don't stop till you get enough. Her. And my MJ voice. That's oh. it. That's it. That's the tweet. Um, thank you guys (laughs) for listening. Uh, Time for some gratitude. Uh, this week I'm actually thankful for this rain in my bed because it's about to make a very very deadly combo for me. Like I plan on being rocked, like twenty minutes after I eat. Once I once we're done.
1: Yeah, I feel like I definitely I I ate earlier. I was gonna eat again, but I don't even feel like that.
0: Be honest with you. Bro, I just want to curl up. So before like we started the show, I was in the bed. That was stupid of me. I got in the bed and I put the covers over me and I had the ceiling fan on. And I was listening to the rain in the dark and I was just like, I don't want to get up. Like, I don't want to do this. But I'm, I bought it on myself. I know I got, my bed is very comfortable. Why did I do it? Yeah, mm-hmm. see, it's okay. It is okay. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, it's time to wrap this up. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Mate. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Mate. Currently on a hiatus, but I'll probably sneak <laughs> back soon. Um, you can follow Black Girl Brunch at Black Girl Brunch on Instagram. blkgirlbrunch Girl Brunch on Twitter and Sabria. You can follow me at frankenfem
1: underscore on twitter and you can follow me at it's frankenfem on instagram
0: yes also guys keep those listener letters coming blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com that's where exactly. you email us. um also if you are interested in uh sponsorships uh some advertisement partnership potential interview, you know, hit us up and we would definitely just love to see what's going on. All right. That's it for this week's show. Bye. Peace out, y'all.